Welcome everybody to podcast of the day for June 4th, 2016. If you're a big TNA wrestling fan, you will know June 4th, 2016 is the 12th year anniversary of the debut of Impact. Yeah. 12 years Impact has been on the air, which, regardless of what you think about TNA, that is an impressive feat. That's like twice as long as Monday Nitro was on the air. That is 620 episodes of TNA goodness. So I figured, to mark the monumentous occasion that is Impact's 12th birthday, I would go through a lot of the better moments of Impact. If you want to watch some good Impact stuff, this is what you should watch. I've tweeted out all these links today, so if you want to follow along with me or watch any of this stuff or read any of this stuff, because most of it is based on pieces I've written, you can check out my Twitter at GarrettKidney, G-A-R-R-E-T-T-K-I-D-N-E-Y. You can see all of these things there, plus a GIF I made of all of the Impact openings through the years that took me a good 40 minutes. So go retweet that. I put too much effort into that for that not to do decent numbers. <laughs> Always be concerned with the numbers. So I wrote a piece for TNA Asylum two years ago for the 10th anniversary of Impact, running through all of the best moments of Impact. There was, of course, the first episode on FSN, which is actually a good episode. Good episode of TV, which I also wrote a review of. Introduced the key players, AJ Styles and Marcus Mollis wanted Abyss, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> but they did a good job of saying this is who TNA is. And then you had about a year of okay, occasionally good matches and a lot of squash matches during the FSN era wasn't particularly enjoyable to watch at times but the odd time you'd get a really good match there's a really good x division shootout once there's when the naturals beat amw for the tag titles and chris candido is just sitting there crying and it aired after he had died which made it extraordinarily poignant there was also the debut on spike which is also a really good show again introducing key players and then you had the likes of the dudleys and kevin nash showing up at the end as the big surprises and those impact has had a lot of debuts through the years rob van damme debuted in march 8 2010 mcfoley was announced as being the executive shareholder of the young bucks debuted in impact in 2010 right after the january 4th episode in 2010 which was one of the biggest impacts in history it had to debut with paul Hogan. Eric Bischoff, Ric Flair, and Sean Morley, Nasty Boys, Orlando Jordan, Lacey Upon Eric, but let's let's talk less about them. <laughs> also, that was also the most watched Impact ever, and had people like Jeff Hardy and Scott Hall and Shannon Moore and Sean Waltman all show up, and had a badass AJ Styles Kurt Angle match, and a really good Sarita and Taylor Wilde against Awesome Kong and a Hamada match. So that January Fourth show was actually a pretty good show. But I was talking about the debut on Spike, which again, like the first match on Spike was AJ Styles against Roger Strong, which was a five-minute match, but it was the perfect five-minute debut on Spike. That is, that is what Impact is. It's AJ Styles. It's not anymore. <laughs> Impact has changed somewhat. Oh yes, Young Bucks. I was talking about the Young Bucks. Young Bucks debuted the week. I think it was the week after the January Fourth show, and they beat the Monsters of Machine Guns, and they were awesome. And then TNA had a. Had a mediocre history with how they treated the Young Bucks, but that's neither here nor there. There's also the debut of Kurt Angle, which is one of my favorite things, not only in Impact history, in TNA history, the face-to-face -face confrontation with Samoa Joe, where they go face-to-face, -face and the crowd is going absolutely bonkers. Mike Tanae is going into overdrive. Kurt Angle headbutts him. Joe's bleeding, and he just emerges from behind, from the dead, like, like Freddy or Jason, and he's standing behind Kurt Angle after being headbutted, blood running down his face, looking furious. Crowd are going absolutely bonkers. I love that moment. And then they had the, the match at Genesis. It wasn't on Impact. They have had matches on Impact, the best of which was probably their Lockdown 2008 post-match. It was on the Impact after... I don't think it was the Impact directly after Lockdown 2008, but it was a couple of weeks later, which was the best Kurt Angle Samoa Joe match on Impact. It's also a bunch of fun moments in TNA history. Funerals. There's a, a weird tradition of funerals being good on Impact. There was the Team 3D funeral in 2005, which was the first time James Storm really showed personality, where they were memorializing Team 3D's careers after they left them lying in a bloody heap. And there was also the Aces and Eights funeral, 
and we all know how terrible Aces and Eights was. It was literally the worst thing known to man. A group of Deal Brown and Wes Briscoe and Garrett Bischoff and ah, ah, Nux, Ken Anderson, and they wonder why it didn't work. Devon, these were key players in a major stable in 2013, and they wonder why it didn't work. But the best part of it was the Aces and Eights funeral, and actually the Ken Anderson Bully Ray feud that came out of it. That was actually pretty good too. But the Aces and Eights funeral, where they basically got extremely meta talking about pretty much how shit Aces and Eights was. <laughs> and it was understandable, because Aces and Eights, pretty terrible. Justifiable to mock them. Ego Hall of Fame, another great moment I, I, I did enjoy Bad Influence. Bad Influence made a terrible, terrible feud with AJ Styles about Claire Lidge's unborn baby. They made that bearable just by being great. Also had a propensity for dressing up in goofy outfits, which I don't think Ring of Honor have had them dress up in enough goofy outfits. That was bad influences appeal. But the Ego Hall of Fame where they inducted Bobby Roode into the Hall of Fame instead of Kurt Angle. <laughs> it was probably the best parody of a Hall of Fame or a pro wrestling Hall of Fame I've ever seen where they went in on emotional video packages that were edited. <laughs> it was, I think it was the one where they're talking about Sting and they just edited it and it's like, oh, I thought Bobby Roode was one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Uh... And TNA have been hit or miss with skits. This very week, we had the frankly amazing Matt and Jeff Hardy skit. That will go down in, in Impact history as one of the most brilliant things known to man. If you watch that as, as a serious thing, I can understand why you'd be like, what the hell is this and why is it so awful? But I don't think it's supposed to be serious. And if it is, well, don't watch it as if it's serious. Because it's not. It's actually amazing. Matt Hardy standing there like a vampire, arms outstretched, snarling. But TNA have had some good skits. There was the Paparazzi Productions which uh, Kevin Nash and the X Division had a checkered history, but it, it had the birth of Black Machismo, Dr. Nash, Pogo, musical chairs, push-ups, jumping out of trees at back Bob Backlund, Kevin Nash announcing his, his invitational. Like, they were mostly Nash and Shelley and people like that goofing off paparazzi production stuff, but it was good fun. 2009, the Impact Zone riot. I don't think many people remember that because most people don't remember anything about TNA, but it was basically the entire roster just fought each other and usually that's uh, generic brawling, but they actually interweaved a bunch of really cool moments into it that made it stand out. Uh, Mick Foley, it, he, his, pe people don't talk about some of the work Mick Foley did in TNA often enough. Because, you know, Mick Foley did some good work. His face-to-face -face promo with Ric Flair, which is frankly disturbing because he punches himself in the face until he bleeds. But it is super intense. And even that last man standing match they had, which I was at live, Mick Foley got thrown off a stage because he's Mick Foley and he's, he's dumb. <laughs> but there was also a, a promo we did in the lead up to his world title match with Sting in lockdown 2009, where he interviewed Cactus Jack and basically started talking about how Mick Foley was cashing the checks that Cactus Jack wrote. And it was weird because he was, he was interviewing himself. But very few people could have pulled that off in a way that was convincing, and McFoley was certainly good enough. James Storm, Bobby Roode did some really good stuff in a promo before his 2011 December pay-per-view final resolution, I think. Match with Kurt Angle, probably the best promo of his career. We just started talking about how he doesn't fear Kurt Angle, and he has experienced a great deal of tragedy in his life. And Kurt Angle doesn't match up to any of that. Christian, promo before North Surrender 2008, about how he's going into his hometown, and he's going to win the world title. Short and sweet, it's about three minutes long, but brilliant. Chris Daniels, before, I think it's Unbreakable, cut a promo about how he is unbreakable. And that, that Chris, his, his promos are an underrated thing. People don't talk about how good a promo Chris Daniels is. And yeah, you can't talk about great impact moments, but at the time, Jay Lethal imitated Ric Flair, which was amazing. And Jay Lethal was known for the Black Machismo Randy Savage knockoff thing. And they just came out and did a, a, a 
nailed down Ric Flair. And it was brilliant, and Ric Flair was very exacerbated about the fact that he was being imitated. That's moments. Let's talk matches. I wrote a top 10 matches in Impact History piece for Voices Wrestling. I also had a bunch of honorable mentions. Bobby Roode, Bobby Lashley, honorable mention. Styles and Daniels against Team 2D against LAX. Hardy and Angle. A bunch of multi-man tags. Naturals AMW, I mentioned that a second ago. Bobby Roode, James Storm, were Roode turned on Storm, which I think is the best executed thing TNA has ever done, even in terms of how it's shot and how it's produced and how it's executed. Flawless. I wrote about that for Free Pro Wrestling, actually. You can check that out. Kurt Angle against Rhino against Christian Cage, which was the longest match in Impact history. Style Samoa Joe, Chris Sabin, which was a Turkey Bowl match from 2007, and people would dismiss it because it's a Turkey Bowl match, but if, if that match didn't have like four ad breaks, which makes it tough to get a proper grasp of it, I think that would be up there at the Style Samoa Joe match. They just go balls out for 20 minutes or whatever. <laughs> but the best matches, which you can find this piece on VoicesWrestling.com, and I tweeted out the link to it so you don't have to dig it out. Chris and Cage Rhino, barbed wire steel cage match, bloody, crowd goes nuts, Great finish, Rhino Spears, Christian through the door. Very good match. Chris and Rhino are just solid pros, so you know what you're going to get. The gimmick can be a little goofy, there's barbed wire, there's the straight jackets, but eh, they overcome it. <laughs> Story of TNA. Samoa Joe, Magnus, and James Storm against Bully Ray, Bobby Roode, and Austin Aries, which was the beginning of TNA's 2012 creative renaissance when they were featuring new, really, really good people in new roles. And this was kind of the emergence of Austin Aries as a headliner, and Samoa Joe and Magnus were clicking as a really, really good team, and Storm and Roode were becoming headliners, and Bully Ray was emerging as a singles wrestler, and they had a damn good six-man tag match. Daniel, Samoa Joe, Alex Shelley, Austin Aries against Austin Aries, Sanjay Dutt, and AJ Styles from November 30, 2005. Killer match. It's, it's the best X Division. It's a spot fest. It is like they just go out and do boatloads of really cool moves and they do weave a bit of story in there about Joe and Daniels not getting along and then that sets up their eventual pay-per-view match a month later. But it's just raw energy. That's what that match is. Just nuts. They go all out. Styles and Bobby Roode, which Styles and Bobby Roode had a couple from March 24th, 2012. They had a couple of pay-per-view matches at the end of 2011, which really weren't great. They are actually remarkably flat for two really good, really good wrestlers. And then in 2012, in May, they had a, a TV title match, which was well, a, a title a world title match on TV, not a, a match for the television championship, to clarify. They had a really good world title match. It was the kind of world title match you'd expect out of them. Crangle AJ Styles, they went to a, a 20 minute time limit draw on the October 15, 2009 impact. And I actually, in, in hindsight, I'd replace that match with the January 4th match because they, they just go balls out in that match. It's nuts. Hardy's Wolves 3D ladder match. I actually watched this about a week or two ago. And they have the Full Metal Mayhem match, which is also on this list a few weeks later, which I think is slightly better. It's, it's a better worked match. It's in some ways a smarter match. But the ladder match, it just condensed all of that action down to literally just crazy spot crazy spot crazy spot and it makes sense because they cycle people in and out in a way that doesn't feel like people are just bouncing right back up and jeff hardy takes a nutty fall at the end because he's jeff hardy and he always takes nutty falls anytime he does anything ethan carter against rockstar spud which is the best quote-unquote story match in impact history ethan is the over-the-top bully who's who's clearly superior to spud but spud is the underdog in his hometown from the moment he stands in the middle of that ring belting out god save the queen and then he bleeds he gushes bleeding it's great that match is so good harkens back to an, an older day kind of like a memphis match it works wolves 3d hardy's full metal mayhem again two of the three famous tlc teams plus the wolves can't really go wrong samoa joe versus christopher daniels which is a match i've been trying to get tj hawk to watch for ages because i think he'll really really like it which is joe basically beating the hell out of daniels and Daniels makes these, these kind of brief comebacks, but Daniels is bleeding and the crowd are so behind Daniels and they're going nuts. And it's an awesome match. 
Joe, it was in the peak of Joe just being a killer and Daniels being a really good plucky underdog who was fighting back for everything he could get. It's the closest Daniels came to a really good AJ Styles underdog performance. That match is great. And what I think is the best match of an impact history, the Motor City Machine Guns against Beer Money. Two or three falls from August 12, 2010, which is one of, I think, four matches I give five stars to in TNA history. Three or four. Anyway, two teams that just have amazing chemistry going all out in front of a crowd that are rather pleased to be seeing them. And I love that match. I love that match. It's just... Uh, every, it's one of those matches where everything works. Even the two out of three falls stipulation didn't feel cheap. It didn't feel like, oh, we just rushed through two falls for the sake of rushing through two falls. The third fall is the best, but the third fall should be the best. That's the way those matches should work. They should build. God, I adore that match. So yeah, Impact. People, people give Impact a hard time, and sometimes justifiably so. But it's had a lot of good stuff through the years. I'll give them credit where it's due on their birthday. Happy birthday, Impact. June 4th, 2004. Fox Sports Network. And they've been on Spike, Destination America, and Pop since. But they're still going. They're still in the air. For as long as they are in the air, they can still produce TV. Because that's how television works. Thanks for listening. This is the first show I've done about TNA. I have a weird obsession with TNA. It's conceived my life. <laughs> but I've tried to keep it off the podcast somewhat. But I figured I'd, I'd mark their birthday. Because they probably won't do anything to mark their birthday. So I might as well. You can read all the pieces I wrote about this on my Twitter. I've, I've linked them all. Twitter.com forward slash Garkidney. You can listen to new episodes of podcasts today every single day on soundcloud.com forward slash TWSKK. A new episode of The Weekend Show just dropped, so get on that. Listen to The Weekend Show. Me and Ken. As I said, any feedback at Garkidney on Twitter. Want to come on the show? Slip into my DMs. Literally. I'll talk about anything. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Testing, 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 podcast, testing, testing, words. She sells seashells on the seashore. She sells seashells on the seashore. Well...